it's my lifestyle, it's my lifestyle. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Grounds Crew, a podcast covering all things baseball. We're brought to you by Baseball Lifestyle. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Grounds Crew. I am joined by my wonderful host, Bill Rom. What's going on, guys? And uh, we got a great episode for you guys today. Uh, before we get started, uh, I just want to give a shout out to our listeners. Um, you guys crushed it um, the last couple of weeks with just content, engaging, and just uh, showing us love, and we really appreciate it. Um, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review, as always. Um, first thing we're going to jump into, big news, big thing in sports right now in baseball. Uh, John Means tossed a no-hitter, the third one this year, um, and it was, it was a special no-hitter because... He was about an inch away from a perfect game. Yes. Um, and what happened was uh, on a strikeout in the third inning, um, it was a it was a pass ball, runner reached safely, and that was the only Player only blemish, yeah. only blemish. And next pitch, he got thrown out trying to steal second base. Um, just an absolute masterpiece for John Means. And now that's the only time that's ever happened. Only right? time it's ever happened in MLB history. You and I talked about this either last episode or two episodes ago. I feel like pitchers are way ahead of the hitters right now Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Again, you and I have said one of the things that it could be, it's much easier to work on the skill of pitching without games Mm -hmm. than it is to work on the skill of timing and hitting and and going against those guys. Uh, But, I mean, hitting hitting continues to suffer, uh, and pitching seems to be at an all-time or at least a recent time high comparable to what offenses have looked like. Yep. What I think is interesting is you're seeing a lot more of guys who were kind of looked at as mediocre to like just being a good pitcher but not like at an elite level. There's more of those guys moving into elite stats. Yes. And I think that could be interesting for uh, the long tail of that. That gives them confidence. That shows them, hey, these are the things I need to work on to to be the elite level and to stay there. So I don't. I'm, I'm curious to see if, if like we talked about last episode, I believe, like if there's a fall off or if these guys continue to stay at this level because they figured out all the different moves and things to be the elite pitchers that they have the potential to be. Yeah, and, and looking at other guys, it seems like some of the well-known names are doing okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you you obviously have Degrom and then everybody else. Yeah. In terms of what it is, but. Uh, it, it's been a year where I feel like we're hearing more of like, hey, here are some other guys. Yep. Here is like a next wave or new guys or guys who didn't always perform at this level performing mm-hmm. at a high Corbin level. Corbin Burns, prime example. Yes. Guy was absolutely tearing it up. Was had kind of just a, you know, average, maybe slightly above average career up to this point, and was at the beginning of the season was absolutely dealing, setting records every game he went out there. Um, so yeah, it's, we're starting to see those other guys really making an impact. I think it's great. And then you got a guy like uh, Bauer. Bauer's got a weird stat line. Mm-hmm. He just continues to let up home runs everywhere. Yeah. But his ERA is not bad. Like, yep. He's got like a two five ERA hovering around there since mm-hmm. he started off the season poor. Yep. Um, his stuff has looked crazy good. So good. Uh, when you watch it actually on screen, his slider is breaking so late mm-hmm. and so much. Um, all the stuff that he has, he really looks dominant. But when he misses, for whatever reason, just getting teed off on. I think yeah. he's almost at double-digit home runs allowed really? this okay. season in five starts. Now, now I got to pull it up. I got yeah, to know exactly. Yeah, I think it's definitely. Um, he's he's like you said, he's dicing it up, and then when he's making a mistake, it's a very like bad, obvious mistake that guys are just ripping on. But then the rest of the game, he'll be good. That's why ZRA is not. 
crazy. Eight home runs allowed already this season. Wow, okay. Yeah, and he's also in the division where they, I mean, like, he, he's given up two to Tatis already. Yes. Like, <laughs> it's that division that you're just going to get hammered. He only has one game money. Uh, he's only got <laughs> one game this season mm-hmm. that he didn't allow a home run. And how many starts? In seven starts so far. Wow, okay. So, in seven starts. What are his Ks like this year? He is sitting at 58 Ks and 44 innings pitched. Wow. Yeah. So, he's, he's up there in the league probably. He's probably top yeah. five. Again, his stuff has been nasty. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't understand the home runs. Mm-hmm. But, like, again, I think it's we, – we talk about it. So many guys are so good at what their spin rate is and what this is and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. And um, to have – those guys all so well aware. I feel like pitchers don't care about some of the stuff anymore. Yeah. Because they're like, hitters are going to hit. Mm-hmm. I'm, I I threw a great pitch. He did it. doesn't matter. My stuff is going to play the rest of the game. Yep. So confidence is staying up. Mm-hmm. Even if the guy hits hit something here or there, he, nah, it doesn't matter. Yep. So guys are still mowing people down later in the Like even in the in, in means – uh, his his perfect game. Typically, I feel like you don't see a ton of strikeouts mm-hmm. when a guy starts working through something like that, mm-hmm. unless he's just like utterly dominant. It's like two ways: guy barely strikes out anybody, get, defense plays on their head, mm-hmm. guys are having to make plays all over the place, or you got like a twenty strikeout. Like the guy absolutely, he had twelve. Yeah, right. Which, which means fifteen guys in some capacity put the ball in mm-hmm. play, defense stood up, but like. 12 strikeouts still a lot. Yep, absolutely. And his stuff is has only been playing up and I think something that was cuz I was I watched all like the out the outs throughout the game. Um, a lot of soft contact. Yeah. That's that means his big thing cuz I didn't really see any plays. There was one catch by Cedric Mullins that was like a tough play. But other than that like the majority of no hitters you see some play that's like okay, like you totally saved it. That was an amazing play. I don't really feel like there was one. I think there was just yeah. great defense the entire way through um, and not crazy barrels, nothing that would, would have like almost taken it away. Um, just a great job all around by the Orioles. And honestly, the Orioles have just surprised me in general of being like a pretty solid team. And and, and speaking of pitching performances, just to stay on guys, because mm-hmm. uh, I want to bring back a guy we talked about on the show a couple of times, Steven Matz all of a sudden is doing his Steven Matz thing. Oh, is he? Yeah. So Stephen oh, no. Stephen Matz two starts ago walked into the into his start with a two three one ERA. The game before that, well, his first few he starts was, he was like one four. So he was a one four two, then a one four six, then a one four seven, then a two three one, then a four, now a four seven eight. His last two starts, he has let up six earned runs in three point two innings and five runs in five innings against who? Against. Uh, the Nationals and the Athletics. Both good teams. Uh, oh, listen, good good yeah. teams. I hear you. Yep. Um, he he's a guy who's just frustrating. Yes. And, and that's one of those things where like he he could go from being just purely dominant to complete bust. And that's what Mets guys saw mm-hmm. is that's how hard it is to be a great player. Yep. And it's why there's this separation is he's just an elite guy, fifty mm-hmm. percent of the time. Yep. And what the other 50% of the time is, how low is your floor? Mm-hmm. And it just seems like for him, his floor is all the way to the to the ground. Whereas Bauer, more home runs allowed, has those moments, but just doesn't allow them to compound. Right. Because his floor is just higher. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, 
has led up. They, they look so comparable in a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. And then just to see the wide disparity in terms of what an ERA looks like, these tiny, subtle changes. Um, but interesting that pitching is so far ahead. Do you think hitting catches up at all this year? Because some guys always figure it out, right? Sure. Trout's been an absolute monster. Stud. It's ridiculous. And again, we talk about he actually has real protection in the lineup for the first time ever. Mm -hmm. And he's displaying some stuff. Yep. Uh, but then you got a guy like Stanton. Stanton's up to currently a, a, a 11 game hit streak where he's batting 500 mm -hmm. with five home runs. Uh, Yankees are now surging yep. and going on the back of him doing that. He's figured it out. Mm -hmm. But who are other guys? Like, do you think hitting in general will come around, or is this the year of the pitcher? Um, I think we'll definitely you'll see some 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 guys figuring it out and getting better and getting to where they normally are. Um, but I think you can you can usually see. I would say maybe give it another month or so to see kind of because I would say by like May June you see guys either figuring it out or not. Yeah. Because then at that point then people start saying okay if you haven't figured it out by the end of July. Probably gonna trade you, do something like that. You know what I mean. So you're you're already approaching that point of people actually start evaluating how you're doing so far. Um, you see guys who are, you see guys start getting sent down around this time to start working on things or whatever, kind of depending on what they're doing. And um, I, I love I love right now is like the perfect time of the year where everybody's like, it's still so early. Mm -hmm. It's still so, it's like guys some some teams are out here with thirty games in. Yep, thirty games. Is not early anymore, mm -mm. right? This is this is not early. You're you're now in the season, right? Like you're there. There's there's no more like you can't hide around this. Mm -mm. You're you're somewhere in the ballpark of coming up on twenty percent of the season done, and at that point in time, if you suck, this is going to be a, a down year for you. Like a guy like Lindor, he could go on a hot streak where he hits three hundred the rest of the year, mm -hmm. and he's going to finish with like a two sixty eight batting average. Yep. So like he has to be the elite, the prime example of that. Yeah, elite yeah, yeah. the rest of the way, yep. or he's just to get to okay. Yep. Um, it's not early anymore, mm -hmm. and I, that, that's what I'm saying is at this point in time, my trend that I'm seeing is that pitching is dominating. The dominating. Um, and, and if your team is strong pitching. Don't worry, you'll be fine. Yep. Your offense can suck because everybody's offense looks kind of trash right mm -hmm. now. You know, there's a few teams that it's like, oh, we really got it. Yep. But everybody else just kind of like, eh. yeah. Yeah. We'll see if they figure it out. I oh, don't know. Like the Dodgers. The Dodgers. Dodgers, Dodgers yeah. They, 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 were, they were getting by solely on the back of our pitching has been nasty. Yep. We'll just be fine. Mm -hmm. Now swept by the Cubs. Two and eight in the last ten, and now one of their big strengths is weaker. Yep. Right, May out with TJ surgery. He's yep. gonna be gone. Uh, hate to see that. Hate to see it. It's yeah. bad for the game. Yeah. Uh, but it makes things interesting, right? It does. Pa yes. The Padres immediately are like blood in the water. Let's yep. get after. Darvish it. looked phenomenal as uh, star yesterday. So like I, I'm, I'm here for the Dodgers to not be invincible because we talked about it mm -hmm. earlier in this season on this podcast that anything can happen and there's paper and who's the best on paper and yep. what's going on. Like I can tell you who the paper champions can be, mm -hmm. but then the season will start and variables And all of a change. sudden the Giants are in first place. <laughs> and all of a sudden the Giants are in first place and nobody was ready for that. Yep. And nobody had an idea. Um, we're going to find out. We are going to find out. Um, speaking of, of uh, interesting stat lines, Shohei Otani's most recent start. The most interesting man in baseball. Yeah. Yep. Five innings pitched, five hits, no earned runs, six walks, seven Ks. 
So this looks like his start not too long ago yep. where he had a very, very similar stat line. I think in that start he had five walks and he had nine strikeouts. Yeah. Uh, he, for what, and in five innings pitch, he's effectively wild right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he, he just seems so like a conundrum because I <laughs> yes. can't figure out what is going on. Yep. Because one of the stats that you pulled up is he's first in the MLB in barreled balls per plate appearance, which means that he's getting good wood on a ball more than anybody else. Yep. But his batting average is only a two sixty four, but he also has some of the best exit velo in baseball. Yep. So has he actually, for as good as his numbers look offensively, he's been unlucky. Mm-hmm. Because you're barreling balls fast, but they're not landing. Yep. Well, why? Well, some of that, I think, has to do with, and we've talked about this outside of here, a guy like him who's such a good hitter in terms of being able to barrel a ball mm-hmm. is actually a detriment to himself because he sees a ball two inches out of a strike zone that he probably shouldn't swing at, but he knows he can still barrel it, so he does. Mm-hmm. But because of where it is, he doesn't get the loft, the things, the stuff that then equates to hits. Right. So does he need to be more patient, stop chasing the mm-hmm. stuff, and allow his natural ability to do it? And my long time, one of my favorite players who was like a highly underrated guy, he's my Frank Nielakina of baseball, um, <laughs> where I just feel like the talent is way better than fans want to admit, mm-hmm. um, was uh, uh, Wilmer Flores. Oh, Wilmer. Love so, Wilmer. Wilmer was a guy who always had a great barrel-to-ball ability. Yep. However, he was swinging at too much stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you'd barrel a lot of balls, but then the numbers didn't look great. So, last year, Wilmer had a 830 OPS and hit 12 home runs in limited time for the San Francisco Giants. Mm-hmm. Now, this year, he's not doing great. He's, he's not barreling up as much. Uh, but his last two years are 800-plus OPS. You start looking at his career, he's a doo-doo when he plays. He hits home runs, barrels balls up, has a solid batting average. That that guy would be better if he found patience. Yep. Otani has it on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. He not only is so nasty at barreling up a ball that he swings it too much, he's also so his, – his shit is so crazy good mm-hmm. that he can walk – five guys, six guys, and let up five hits and allow no earn runs because no one is hitting the ball well. Yep. Like, it's like, mm, we kind of got to hit. They just, just can't get in rhythm. Cause, and, and you also have on the on the flip side, like, oh, he finds it? Well, his stuff's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I, I really think, like, I'd love to see him get to a point that he has, like, a stupid stat line, mm-hmm. like where he, he plays in the game, hits two home runs, and struck, strikes out, like, 15 guys. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that's, that's in him right now. Yep. And the more you watch him, the crazier he, he starts to become. He, you just don't have stats to, to watch him. Yep. Like you, you can't look at the game and say, nah, I know how baseball works. No. Mm-mm. Did you see the play he made last night? Yeah, that was nuts. Where, like, that was nuts. The, and he was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> dude, absolutely rockets the ball. He just flips it up in the air and then catches it barehand with his other hand. Yep. And the guy's jogging down. I don't need to touch you. I caught it, actually. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> what? And this – um um. What's his name? What am I, I, poor poor kid who passed away from the uh, Marlins years ago. Jose Fernandez. Jose Fernandez. 
That shot that that oh with Tula uh, Tulowitzki Tulowitzki yep. absolutely rifles a ball yep. that no one should be able to whoosh, boom, just his reflexes mm-hmm. and that's when you knew like the dude is his his underlying system whatever mm-hmm. computer is operating his system yep. <laughs> is faster than everybody else's yep. he he's got the he's got the the drive that that Dennis wants on our computer mm-hmm. like and this thing can hum yeah that's Otani right now yeah like. The game just for him, he's just like mm, freakish thing. No problem. I'll just do it every single game. Yep. And he gets the blister on his finger because he's like, he he he's throwing too hard, and his body's like, mm, your skin can't handle the rotation. Yeah. Also, you swing a bat as hard as anybody in the league at the same time. <laughs> it's just absolutely stunning watching him play. And yeah, like that's just a a crazy ass stat line. Um, I, he's I, also top five in stolen bases. I just want to point that out also. So, like, everybody <laughs> – like, and it's fun listening to the other guys talk about it. So, like, I guess um, – I think he hit a home run off of Glasnow. Yes. And Glasnow is talking after the game, and he goes, that is a huge human being. Like, he – you think about Otani, and I think people think he's smaller than he is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, dude, it's like he has the, like, the physical characteristics of LeBron James. Like, this is the LeBron James of baseball. Mm-hmm. Forget everything you ever met. Like, he can do everything. You might not like the way he plays the game because he has asserted these strange skills in his own way. Yep. And you're like, no, I want him to either be a power hitter or just be a, a high, pitcher. Be a high whatever. average guy. And yeah. he's like, why don't I just do it all? Yeah. And, and just, you know, fuck it. And you watch him play, and it's just like, He's so fast. You brought it up in one of the episodes previously about how he's the fastest from home to first in baseball at one point in time. Yep. And it's like, and everyone's like, oh, okay, so he's a little quick. But he's crushing home runs. And he's throwing 100 miles an hour. Like, this dude And he's also stupid. a gigantic person running at that speed. Like, he just doesn't, <laughs> it's not normal, which it's, is LeBron when yep. everybody's like, oh, you expect the 6'3". Like, Russell Westbrook, you look at him, mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, he should be fast. Yeah. Skinny, but built diesel, really athletic. You can mm-hmm. see him jump. Yeah, yeah, that guy being fast. Then imagine that LeBron is faster, and he outweighs him by 40 pounds, and he is five, six inches taller. And you're like, that's not supposed to happen. Yep. That shouldn't be a thing. That's Otani right now. Yep. Like, Mookie Betts is a tiny dude, mm-hmm. right? 5'11", like, buck 95, like, good power. Every Otani's out here walking around. I think he's, I think he's like 230. Yeah, he's a house. He, he's, he's a big him, person. Him and because uh, Trout's another guy that people look at and they're like, Trout is you know a, a normal dude. Yeah, they're saying six four two two oh three shenanigans. No way. He's two twenty five probably. Yeah. You he, see he how he looks a little wiry, but is I a, doubt it. He is a tank. Yeah, he's a battle tank. Yep. And six four like big ass dudes. Yep. Like when you see uh, when uh, Usain Bolt came on the scene. Mm-hmm. He had always been a 200-meter runner because 200 guys could be taller. Mm-hmm. A 100-meter guy is typically a little smaller because it's a shorter race. You don't need your strides to open up as long. Right. So when he started beating everybody, they're like, well, this isn't fair. Because now that we see it, you have everything that we could never have. Mm-hmm. And you have the things we do have. And guys just are out here like, well, fuck me. I, 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 I could be as great as I want to be. You physically are just way better than anything I'll ever be. Yep. That's Otani right now. Yep. And he's then playing next to Trout who's turned on God mode and just been like, oh, yes, I can do everything, mm-hmm. um, which I love. Love it so much. Because he's been such a cornball player for, like, a long time for me. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, he's good. And yes, he's great. And we get bored by how great he is. 
But we were talking about it. Great when it didn't matter. Like the, your team never wins. You have these puffed up stats that just don't. Now they're they're at least in a conversation. Mm-hmm. And he's a stud. Uh, and and it's been just such a cool thing watching that all happen. Yeah. Um. Now let's bring everybody all back down to earth. Injuries in the game. Yep. Always ruin the hopes and dreams of fans globally mm-hmm. when a guy gets shredded and you're like, oh, he's so good. And then, yep. Bye. Uh, DeGrom skipped a start. Yep. And yep, yep, yep. that scares everybody a little bit because, you know, that starts being like, are the wheels about to fall off? Are we getting a Noah Syndergaard situation again? Yeah. But uh, I feel like Jake is very well aware. Mm-hmm. And he goes, <clears throat> I don't feel perfect, so I won't play. Well, we said last his last start, he was a little all over the place. A little off. And he said he couldn't he couldn't really control his fastball, which mm-hmm. we agreed. Um, and then it like comes out that his lat's not feeling yeah. so great. And it doesn't shock me, honestly, because I know that can be like a common injury with people who throw hard. They yes. just kind of get a little too outstretched and yep, yep. it gets a little sore, a little strained, whatever. And they said he's he's still good. Probably gonna pitch this weekend. Yep. Don't be alarmed, Mets fans. But I'm sure, like I know that we definitely were holding our breath just a little bit. Because we're Mets fans, and you look at it, and you're like, well, the Mets are about to just fall apart out of nowhere because yep. that's what they do. Yep. And it'll always start by the best player. Right now, Lindor, right, can't hit anything in the history of the world. Yep. He's the worst hitter on the Mets, including the pitchers. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's a tough life. It is a tough, tough life. life. Then you get a guy like George Springer, big offseason signing. Yep. Toronto has been right around competent, mm-hmm. right, 15 and 14. They, they win enough. They lose enough to not get anybody crazy, but they're mm-hmm. winning enough in a tough division, which is going to look looking more and more like it itself is going to be a bloodbath. Yep. Uh, because you have four teams who who definitely can play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Springer, can't, Springer was hurt in spring training. Yep. He finally comes back, yep. starts hitting well, immediately gets hurt again, same injury, and he's on ten day IL right now. But they're not sure what his actual timeline is. They're just starting with this. So one of the things that players will typically tell you mm-hmm. is that playing on turf mm-hmm. wears them out faster than playing on grass. Okay. And the reason that playing on turf wears you out faster than playing on grass is dirt is inherently moving. Even if you can't feel it, when you put force into the grounds. The ground shifts underneath you, if ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. When you're on turf, three inches below it is concrete, right? Right, because they want the floor to last. They're yep. not out. They got drainage systems. They they want this to just always be playable, always be good. The problem with that is that hurts you. So you have a situation where I feel like in Toronto, him playing maybe on turf. He's gonna get broken down more. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they were on a different turf where, from before to where he is now, because mm-hmm. he looks like he's picking up leg injuries. And usually, for a guy like him, that's the change, like stuff on the ground. Like, is the turf different? We saw with uh, who was it? Was it was it the the Giants and Jets? Anybody who played them or were tearing their ACLs? Those the Jets, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, that's right. So like, yep. people don't know how bad. It changes when the turf is different, um, and it does. It, it can be you could be Florida to, to Texas. It could be up in Canada. It doesn't matter if the turf anywhere is different. 
from what you're used to playing on, it can wear down the body. Yeah. And like these are the nagging injuries that then start to show up because he's getting strains. Like that's an odd thing to continuously get that. Mm -hmm. That it just doesn't go away. Hammy, right? Hammy can typically happen when a guy starts to get overly fatigued. Hamstrings doing too much when you run. Right. Quad continuously restraining. That that to me is too much impact. Well, do you think it, it also comes down to like him wanting to get back faster and maybe not being a hundred percent yet? Because he only played four games and then was was hurt again. Uh, uh, but that's my thing is like injuries are always odd, mm -hmm. no matter what it is. But even like a, a hamstring strain, a hamstring strain, you can get back to being functional in a week. Okay. You get away from being able to be injured again probably with two to three weeks of time of, and of making, actual rest and making and, sure and doing no, no no not even just actual rest or just like just working on it making sure you build up the strength all the way back up okay because something was out of whack that you were in a situation where that you pulled the hammy well why was that were your hamstrings too weak were your quads overly tight cool so we're going to make sure that we get massage we're going to make sure that we do strengthening exercises hey you have to live with the trainer before every game doing all your stuff Again, perfect example for us being New York fans, Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose, when he was younger, was just a monster. Then he got the knee injury, and he became not a monster. And now one of the things that the the like the like Knicks pulled up is one of the things. He's doing this thing called a fa like fascial stretching. So fascia is this bundle of stuff that covers your muscles and, keep, and allows everything to connect and create force. Yep. So when an athlete has... Uh, built up damage over time, those things can get jacked up. Well, now he's doing all this stretching and he's doing all these things to keep himself healthy and he's having a transcendent rise back in his career because mm -hmm. he's not old, but he needed to do the things to keep himself healthy. Guys pushing themselves to come back fast, unless it's a thing that's directly in your swing or it's directly into who you are, mm -hmm. I don't see it being as big of a deal. Like an oblique strain, you can't come back from fast. Mm -hmm. A hamstring strain, you shouldn't really come back fast. A quad strain, that's like five to seven days you should be feeling better if you're doing all the things you need to. Mm -hmm. Are you taking care of your soft tissue? Are you doing all the stuff? So like, if he is doing all that stuff and he's eating and he's doing all the stuff he needs to, I have to look at it as an environmental and something that he can change your sneakers, do something, right? But like, you shouldn't be pulling a quad all the time. Yeah. Like that, that's just, mm -hmm. that's a more rare thing for why are you getting into this situation? So yeah. that's just an interesting one. Mm -hmm. um, we You have listed here like Rendon with the Rendon knee contusion. Rendon came back for like two games and then it just foul ball off his knee. You can't, again. you can't come and back. So, like, I, hate to, I really hate to see that because I want him, Otani and Trout to get to, hot at I the I want to see the, 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 the Troika get, yep. get loose and, and yep. do their thing. Yelich with his injured back. Uh, that's one that sucks. Yeah, and that's you're not dude, the first time he's got that. You're either. a dude with a bad back. Yep. And when you get your bad back moments, mm -hmm. like we we laugh that like you're standing up during meetings. Yep. Like you, that's one of those things that once you have it, it's really hard to go because mm -hmm. so much is intertwined with your back. Yep. Um. So that that's sad for Yelich because especially you start getting those, you start getting to a point like, am I go? Am I gonna? It's surgery. It's a, is it gonna it's impact a my career? Thing. That's what I got at my freshman years when I really started like feeling it because it was just a lot of like doing rotation and throwing a yeah. lot and, th and then it just it either got worse or just hasn't gone away at all yeah. and i'm sure that's probably his situation right now he came back probably took some like real like full 
full effort swings, but he probably went in BP, was like, okay, cool, I'll go 75%. In-game takes a big swing, and now we're back to square one. And that's one of the things that I think the everyday fan doesn't really get mm-hmm. about how much they need to do baseball activity to be good at baseball. Yep. Right? So, like, a, a buddy of mine is a uh, – he works with a company that does that works with streamers and video game guys and like mm-hmm. sponsors professional gaming circuit and everything else. And he tells me like a lot of the the, the guys who they sign who are the pro gamers, mm-hmm. they play video games twenty hours a day. They sleep for four hours. That's why they live on energy drinks and mm-hmm. stuff because they have to play twenty hours a day for ten years. To get to the point that they're so quick with this one game mm-hmm. that they compete at that scale. Yep. Baseball's the same thing. Like to be that good in a game that's played ten months out of the year, you never really rest. Nope. Most guys get about four to six weeks of non baseball activity at like a level that's training. Mm-hmm. They're still having a catch. Yep. They're still, you know, I'll take a couple swings. Mm-hmm. I'll go outside, I'll hit off the tee for like fifteen minutes, just keep myself Year round, yep. all the time. Yep. So I, you're, you, when do you recover? LeBron said the other day, like I'll never be 100 percent again. It's over. Mm-hmm. In my in my career, I'll I'll never get back. It's impossible. Like he's so far down the hole now, right? That there's no comeback. Yep. Like that's just part of it. Mm-hmm. I have to accept that I will forever now play 92 percent and diminishing every day. Yep. They just they don't want to take. Like, the amount of time they really would need to actually do nothing is just not feasible for them to stay at the level that they're yeah. at. It's just it's not a thing. And um, now and now with with the, the the even crazier things with it is with analytics and everything else, the game is harder. Yep. Because every person you're going against is almost like a Android with data behind them, mm-hmm. exactly where they should be, what they should do. So you not only have to be great, you have to be at your best more often. Mm-hmm. And you have to be perfect physically as often yeah. as you can. It's difficult. Um, Especially with the – I think the perfect example is how the pitchers, the, the, what they're able to do now, able to see, learn from what they're doing, their reps are becoming – in practice will become better and more effective. And when you get onto the field, you're, you're, your swing's got to do the same thing yep. to match that. And right now I don't think they really are. Yep. Um, but, you know, people are trying. Um, Harper's still out. Brisk Bruce, he's been out for like five or six games now. Um, I like that he's out because of a wrist bruise and not because he took a ball straight in his nose. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he, he, you got hit in the nose and you were just like, improvement. Yep. I look better now. You know you know who's not, or who came back is actually from his injury and is actually playing well? Aaron Judge. He's figuring it out. Until he gets hurt again. Until he gets hurt again, yes. Yeah. We were, so let me ask you this, because we were talking with Afani about Aaron Judge as a human being and how massive yeah. and crazy he is. Yeah. Um, I know for a fact because I've seen his videos and things that he could, he moves weight around like it's nothing. He's a he's a big yeah. dude. Do you think he should totally alter his training? And yeah, go, and like go for like the Tom Brady method. Yeah, there's a point in a in an athlete, the things that you do to get to the show, mm-hmm. whatever your show is, are unimaginably difficult and ever compounding on top of themselves. Yeah. To draw out to the surface mm-hmm. your potential. Right. But once you've gotten there, 
you're not you shouldn't be chasing the mat the 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 incline of performance anymore mm-hmm. by chasing better physical prowess you should instead allow whatever physical ability that so like <clears throat> i'm trying to i'm trying to put this like Derek jeter at the end of his career was the worst version of Derek jeter he had ever been right yeah his last five years he was a worse athlete than his first five years mm-hmm but you can find seasons that probably line up almost identically in terms of performance. Mm-hmm. Why? The reason is, is that by the time he got to the end of his career, his understanding of his body, the game, his preparation, his not was now so far ahead. His processor mm-hmm. was so much better. He didn't need to out-athlete his ability, right? Yep. But when you're young, you're not going to be as savvy as the old guys. Mm-hmm. So how do you win? You win by out-athleting them. Yep. So Aaron Judge came into the show, and he was not a great hitter. If he had been in a, a world-class, like absolute stud, unimaginable hitter, mm-hmm. he would have been up before he was as old as he was. Right. Once you show you can do it, it's about just staying at that level. Yep. But you don't need to go as hard to maintain as what he does Mm -hmm. and when you see dudes who were like i need to live like james harrison everybody jokes around about like all the weight he lifts and everything Mm -hmm. else like yeah but james harrison when everybody finally found out how much he was working out like that all the time like he was just meh the player he had been when he was younger he was able to do but he's wearing his joints down he's now a part-time pass rusher and he can give his best self he was worse Mm -hmm. and the and the weightlifting didn't make him better anymore Right. It probably stole from athleticism. Mm-hmm. So, like, Tom Brady's method yeah. is that Tom never relied on any physical characteristic. He didn't care how fast he threw a football, how far he could throw it, how much quick he could. So, because of that, what was he trying to train for? I want to train to survive. Mm-hmm. And as long as I can survive and do the skill every day, I am good enough. Yep. Whereas a guy like... Um, Take, for example, uh, Kyler. Mm -hmm. Kyler Murray is all about his athleticism. He needs to maintain a level of athleticism that stays above people. So he probably has to put more effort into what does my physical body show up like. Right. I have to to still sprint, right? Tom Brady might be able to get it by, but I'm going to do 10 sprints a year, right? Because I don't (laughs) plan on having to sprint that often. Right. Like, yeah, you guys will see me run for six yards and slide. I can do that, Mm -hmm. right? But he's not out here like I'm going to have to take off because part of my game is escaping a sack and then on the run running and rifling a bullet. That's not me. As If I get to the point, if Tom Brady gets to the point that he has to run that much, Tom Brady either throws the ball in the dirt or falls down and lets somebody touch him and sack him. Yep. He knows who he is. Mm-hmm. Judge needs to recognize you are already the biggest, baddest motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You gotta bleep me out on that because that was a rougher one. That was, that was a lot, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's he's the biggest, baddest M ever that exists, <laughs> and he's got to just accept that he could probably diminish physically by ten percent in terms of power, mm-hmm. and he would still hit more home runs than most other guys. Yeah. And then he'd play more often, so he'd actually hit more home, home runs, runs per season yep. and impact winning at scale. Mm-hmm. Instead of, hey, we love you for 100 games, because in 100 games, if you could make your 100 games 160, you're a legend. But he hasn't figured out that like he just needs to back that shit down. Yeah, I think it's 
it's almost like a systematic idea of, oh, you're a young player, you're going to grind your face off, yep. or do crazy stuff in the offseason and get to this, whatever your talent is. But there are some guys like a, a, a Judge and Otani that are just innately phenomenal. Trout, who don't really have to, who, who sh- probably shouldn't do all of that stuff and recognize that their talent is above everyone's already. So just bring that skill to it. Like we're talking about Otani. He's already thrown 100. He already hits bombs. If he got a little better eye at the plate, if he cut his walks down, now he's taking his talent and becoming a legend instead of just a great player that gets hurt or isn't as effective as he could be, isn't hitting his potential in that aspect. You're, you're the the point is you're you're strong enough. Yep. You're explosive now. Now enough. become better at your skill. Yeah. Now just focus on how do I play enough that I get to show that every day. Yep. And I, and listen, we'll find out when he gets traded to potentially the Angels. <laughs> yes. Oh, you know what? One thing we did not cover. Sticking with the Yankees for oh, a second. Shoot. Oh, shoot. Give it to me. Give best me. part. Best part. Oh, my God. Best part. What are you bringing up? Bring up Astros. Oh. So the Yankees. Oh, my God. Yankees had the Astros Asshole. in town. Asshole. <laughs> just one straight bleep right yeah, here. Yeah, <laughs> you guys can just you guys can bleep that all out for me. Sorry, guys. If you guys haven't watched, it's, oh. it's, it's at least PG-13, mm-hmm. if not rated R. Uh, yeah, depending Yan- on what section you were sitting in. Yeah, yo, Yankees fans got after the Astros. After it. And I absolutely loved it. I think th- th- a lot of us talked about it. Like, what the question was, the Astros did not get roasted at all last year. Yes. Because there was no fans. Yes. So the question was, are people going to forget about it? Are we going to move on? Never. The answer, especially for the Yankee fans, is no. Hashtag never forget. Hashtag never forget. Because in 2017, not only did Aaron Judge get screwed out of the MVP for Jose Altuve... But the Astros won the World Series that year. And I believe they beat the Yankees, if I'm not mistaken, in the ALDS, I want to say. Or ALCS, I forget. Um, yeah, the Yankees fans were furious. And they let everybody have it. I saw a quote from Dusty Baker, like, basically saying, can you guys please tone it down? Our players want to cry the entire game. And I, I think that only fires New Yorkers everybody up more. up. It's New Yorkers are a bunch of dirt bags when it comes to ripping into people at sporting events. And, uh. and I, I listen. I love the whole thing, and there's even better chance that they started getting into. Um, and dude, they got to suck it up. Yeah. You knew that this was coming. You knew that this was going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. You're never going to live it down. And they're not going to take away your World Series. They're not going to take anything else. But for the rest of each of the guys who was a main contributor to that for the rest of your career this will be a thing yep and there's Absolutely. nothing that you could do about it uh i think that it's worse for the players than for the managers mm-hmm. so like it like cora like yeah nobody's gonna chant at him and give like players were the ones on the field getting the advantage mm-hmm. and that's not only did you it's that you physically beat the other people and at that time it was the player's idea also it was apparently orchestrated mainly by carlos beltron who was a player on the team at the time and and that's why i think carlos as a manager is not a manager anymore mm-hmm. because of that situation yep um but uh yeah i mean i i, I love it i i hope they continue to get shredded for the rest of their careers mm-hmm. But if the players are studs, then the players are studs, and I don't care that they cheated at the end of the day. 
Yeah, which it's still it's, maybe we'll talk about cheating and how good people are in an upcoming in, episode. In an upcoming episode for sure. Might You'll be have a thing. to pay attention. You'll have to listen to find out. And with that, we'll catch you guys next time. Again, remember like and subscribe below. We appreciate you guys listening. For those who are only listening, thank you again. See you later. Baseball lifestyle. It's my lifestyle.